Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Friday, March 3rd, we're back. It's National Anthem Day. Now, I don't know if that's one anthem or another anthem, but I don't even know if I've asked this before because it sounds like now that I've brought it up that I might have. I'm sure Adam will be able to correct me on that for sure. But is there like a goaded national anthem? To me, it's it's sadly USA. I think USA has the best anthem. Personally, that would be my take, Alex. Yeah, man, USA, best country in the world. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, USA is pretty good. <laughs> USA is pretty good, I'd say. Um, I mean, I got to rep my guys, too, uh, in Europe, Serbia, too. Okay. Um, very good. And then, uh, I don't know if it's, I think it's Brazil. I think it's, there's a South American country that's got a banger national anthem, but I, 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 I'm I, leaning towards Brazil if I had to pick which one it is. So those are kind of my top. I love Canada's, too. So Let's go. Mount Rushmore of national anthems right yeah. there. That's good. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure that you've got a Rolodex as deep as Alex, so if you want to give a take on, as Adam drops I mean, a YouTube link to check out for all of us right now during the pod of uh, national anthem. It's, uh, I mean, it's the U.S. That's just like, that's, I mean, Canada's got some like charm to it, I think, but it's just not on the same. It doesn't have like the history or the tradition. It's, it's not even there. It's not even close. The history of the tra- tradition. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What do you I mean? mean the USA like is like the US, they fought a war. Like years older than Canada or not even. I think Canada is older than the US. No, it's like a, a hundred years older. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, they're like 90 years. <laughs> I love no history, no like tradition that. when it's the national We're not a history anthem. podcast, hand up. <laughs> We're not a history podcast, that's correct. I don't know about Phil, man. Like, when I, like, watch playoff games and they're, like, in Canadian cities, as much as I hate the Leafs or the Oilers, like, I still kind of oh. F with that national anthems before, like, playoff games. Like, it's un- it's sick. The Oiler national anthems in the playoff games are sick because the Robert Clark goes into the crowd and like sings from a random seat and the place is going bananas it's like a gladiator's walking out and i and, and the national anthem in canada as we discussed not even that hype but we've long awaited for adam to get his word in here so first of all have we had this discussion before second of all what's the youtube link third of all what's your favorite yeah we have okay <laughs> my bad. number one uh, number two, the YouTube link is the same as my answer to number three, which is the best national anthem. And I mean, I hate to say that I'm biased. It's definitely the Algerian national anthem. Like, I just want you to go into it with like open arms, <laughs> like an open mind. And everyone at home, go like find any soccer game, find Algeria versus Germany 2014 World Cup national anthem. It gets you fired up. I think I've sent it to Phil before and he said, wow, that was raw. Cause it is raw. Like it has, and like Owen was saying, it has the history. Like they fought a war. It was kind of like a war cry song. And it just like, it gets the boys fired up for sure. So, but USA is number two for me, I'd say. Okay. I like how you said, go online, choose any national anthem of Germany versus Algeria 2014 World Cup. There's like 20 videos, I swear. Oh, okay. So any of that one. (laughs) Wait, what wars has Algeria been? guy against the french the oh, war of liberation sorry 1962 sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> i thought the french just kind of came in there and like did whatever they want no offense no like we fought a war and like 
the we became our own country, independence okay. from France, July fifth, nineteen sixty-two. Let's go, July five. Not wow, respect. You know, the date. you know what's crazy though? If you look back at it, July one again, not a history show. July one, Canada date, right? July yeah. four, U.S. Whatever the day is, what's it called, Owen? Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. No, I thought it had a different name. Yeah, I guess it's just... <laughs> There's a few. There's like Veterans Day, President's Day, Independence Day. But July, July 4th. What's July 4th? 4th it's of July. July 4th. Yeah, yeah 4th I thought it was... Okay, July 4th. Let's just call it that. Now we've got July 5, Algerian Independence Day. Yep. And then July 14th, Bastille Day for France. So what's with all of these big countries, mm. Algeria included in that, like being celebrating their day in a two week stretch in July. Like, wouldn't there be more variety to that? Wouldn't you think? I feel like it, I don't know. You want to sign your declaration of independence when the weather's nice. So that's probably <laughs> yeah. part of it. Right. Point. Yeah. You want to give them a good holiday. You don't want to give them like October 3rd or something. Yeah. Well, everyone's kind of cranky during the winter time. And that's when all the wars are happening. Yeah. And the right? war is like kind of dormant during the winter time, you know? Yeah. Mm. And then you get to the summertime and you're just kind of like, I just want to enjoy my like 1861 summer yeah um, and end this yeah. war and just end this war <laughs> yeah i think we cracked the code that was a good job well done by us um i should mention if you the puss in boots homework for people that's coming on monday so remember to yeah. get on the puss in boots train. don't procrastinate yeah like the four people on this show who've yet to see it so we're gonna all check it out sometime this weekend um so be ready for that now again i should mention this show a little more sports related as long as it goes as long as it goes pretty much whatever the news stories of the week are we'll hit in here and then on the monday show we'll do the movie and if there's sports stuff in there great but what odds are one will be long one will be short for the rest of the way until we figure out what we want to do with going down to one but for the time being that's kind of the plan of this show and for the nfl there was one big story this week that I knew we absolutely had to get to. I don't know if you guys saw the NFLPA player survey. I don't know if you have mm. any idea about this. 1,300 players were surveyed by the NFLPA to get feedback and give report cards on the quality of their situation with their team. So, so you know, go ahead, Adam. I was just going to ask because I saw I saw the like big ones, like the I don't want to spoil but you know, like the best and the worst, but is there a way to find the whole report? Yes. Like, is that accessible to everyone? Yes, it is. And I hyperlinked it in the document. If you really want to go look at it, I'm okay. uh, that's almost like a prof move to hyperlink something in the document. That was credit to me, but I will say I wanted to talk about the Cardinals on here because I know we've talked about them a lot recently, <laughs> but they definitely won this report card. So treatment of families, they got an F on the report card from their players nutrition they got an f minus weight room f minus training room f minus locker room f now apparently the other revelation that came out in this review was that they charge their players for their meals at the facility and it comes out of wow. your salary so if you want to eat at the cardinals facility they're like all right we'll feed you but like 50 dollars deduction from your paychecks yeah. that's so why kyler murray needs so much money exactly because he's got to eat and yeah. I know Kyler Murray has he's no idea eat. how to cook. There's no chance that guy knows how to make a meal. So he's got to eat at the facility and get charged. So tough scene for the Cardinals. You hate to see them get dragged down like this. But, I mean, worst weight room, worst training room, worst locker room. I don't know what they're doing over there. 
And then they just keep getting the Super Bowl every time. Like, <laughs> like somehow, like the facility is good enough to host the Super Bowl, like every every three three years. But that the meal thing would piss me off. This pro athlete, like I'm tired as hell, and I gotta go home and like cook and not like he. They don't eat like one dish. They eat like three to four servings of that same dish. It's like that's nuts. That's ludicrous. <laughs> you don't think they're going home with the Owen Mr. Noodles, the KD putting in? No, <laughs> no, and they're not going to go going to Costco to get hot dogs and freeze them. That'd be so funny food. though. They're all like, "Hey, let's go to the cafeteria." And he's like, "No." One of their players is just like, "No, no, no, I got food at home. Like, I'm I'm saving money this yeah. week." Yeah, and he just goes and like cooks up whatever. <laughs> or a guy gets traded and he doesn't know about it. And he's just like, "Wow, like, look at all this free food. It's awesome." It's like, uh, actually. <laughs> Yeah, you do not want to eat like unless you want to go into debt. You do not want yeah. to eat here. It's like the uh, money ball when they pay for the sodas is what it's like. It's the same oh, situation. Yeah, that's that's the, the vending machine. Yeah, this is what the Cardinals are running in real life. So credit to them. Uh, the other things that I saw in this survey that I wanted to point out: worst team for travel because we're a travel podcast a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Commanders got F minus, so tough for the Commanders. They're coming in at worst on the travel list. Uh, worst locker room, Commanders F minus, so that's tough for them. And then worst treatment of families, which is a stat that I am now all of a sudden all in on. And there was a four team tie with the F grade: uh, Cardinals, Bengals, Jags, and Commanders coming in at the bottom. So. Tough scene there. The Cowboys were the best for treatment of families. I didn't want to say wow. that or report that, but they were the only team with A+. plus. So congratulations to Adam. When you're looking at that list, though, Adam, is there anything that jumps out to you on the report cards? I uh, sprinted to the Cowboys just to see what was up. We're pretty good everywhere except for travel. Apparently, the, the Cowboys players don't get first-class seating, one of seven teams, which sounds kind of weird to me. Like, you can, aff- you can afford it, Jerry Jones. What do they mean, first-class seating? Like they don't, don't sit in don't first class on the plane. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know. It just says one of seven teams where the players don't sit in first class. So I don't know. I guess I the just, plane so has like, like first class plane. or like the coaches. It's a visual and then, of uh, they've got one seat in first class and it's just Jerry. Like he's got yeah. his own little corner. Everybody else is like knee to knee. But yeah, I think I think one of the more shocking ones to me was that uh, for training staff, the best team in the league was the Dolphins. Um, wow. maybe revise those I mean, cards, boys. I mean, we know it happened. Like, I I don't really need to say much here, but yeah, the Dolphins were number one for training staff, which was really weird. And the Chargers, they they were pretty low for training staff, which made sense. But yeah, where were the, the Dolphins, Bills for training staff? Uh, oh, they, a plus, a plus. They had to be. They're no other teams a. getting MVP votes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not an A plus okay. though. Oh, there's shoot. a lot of A plus in it. They're just an A. Oh, well, I wonder what goes room, into like for yeah. family one where it's like so bad. I'm giving you an F minus. Um, like what goes into that? It's like, do they offer a room? Like me and Phil kind of witnessed this firsthand. But like, it's do they offer like a room for the families to chill on game day? Do they offer daycares for the kids? That kind of stuff. So like the Cardinals don't have a daycare or a family room, so it's like if you got, <laughs> you just buy room. a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, all right, like nosebleeds, get up there. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, and okay. it says there is nowhere safe and warm for players to go during, or for mothers and children to go during the game. 
Well, it's Arizona. Breastfeeding mothers have to go in public restroom floors to nurse their babies. Oh my god! But a normal team like has like point, rooms for that. At home. Like <laughs> if you have like, I wouldn't be dragging like a, a one week old infant to a fucking NFL stadium. How about that? <laughs> well, if you're if you're uh, a Cowboys family, then you would because they like they offer all of that. It's almost better than being at home. It's safer. Yeah, <laughs> it's safer basically. <laughs> um, not to brag, Raiders finished third. Really yeah, they were they were surprising uh surprisingly up there too, which was pretty good. I didn't think Mark Davis would take care of his people like that, but I guess he does. Man, what a good guy that Mark Davis, dude. Just a such a good fellow. Sneaky, really good fella, like you say. Uh, what Adam was alluding to with the family story, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, but one time Adam and I were at the Timberwolves game, and Josh Akogi, who was on the Timberwolves at the time, he brought like 20 family members to the game, and we somehow got swallowed up into the pack of the Akogi family, and we walked into the family room with them. And Somehow. If, if I were we, to, don't. Yeah, we did not fit the bill of the Akogi yeah. family, if you can believe that like or not. We don't like Akogis, that's no, for sure. No, we do not. But we just walked in. But if you were to ask me to give you a report card on the Timberwolves family room, I'm giving it like a D. There was like a dark, like like pretty much like a dark library with like no bar. There was a couple cans of popcorn that you could grab. That some was Legos. it. There was Legos in a corner that had like, like some, little, like, yeah, yeah, like a little. You guys took the bill of uh, you played college ball with them. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, We were oh, honorary like Akogis. Five eight, and five, five eight ten. point guards. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we got him the ball. We fed Josh, dude. So that's our. That's what Adam was alluding to in the family rooms. Uh, I also saw worst training staff. The Ravens. Forty Niners. Oh, it was the Ravens. Good guess, though. Uh, 49ers would be up there. The Ravens got F-, and then, oh. like, five players tweeted about how bad the Ravens' training staff is. They were like, wow. I had, like, one guy was like, I had, like, three different core muscle injuries in a season. So whatever <laughs> they're doing over there needs to get fixed. That's, That's what I would neat. say. Is there anything you I wanted to get to on this report card, Owen? I wanted to shout out the Vikings for having an A for family because I know Kirk Cousins was not going to tolerate anything less. Than yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was gonna say, that all stems from Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to, more than anything, credit to Kirk because, I mean, he's a family guy. So I, I was just happy to see him kind of making his voice heard. Mm-hmm. It, it's... He's definitely like when he signed with the Vikings, he's like, and the last thing I need is to be president of family affairs. <laughs> like, I need to be like, I need to run that department. Yeah. He's like, let me see what you got. Church for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to over- put the pods, the COVID pods in there. Yeah. Built them, installed them in. He did. Yeah. He, if I die, I die situation. Um, I, I did like the commanders almost going for the F sweep, except they had the A plus strength staff. That was because, (laughs) but you know what? That also makes sense because the best strength guys would be in the worst gyms, guaranteed. Like that, that makes the most sense in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they like it hard. They want it to be like kind of like builds character. Yeah. Some great, like make do with what we have type of situation. That's maybe they even had like an outside gym session and that's how the scissors got on there. You know, (laughs) let's take it outside. Let's bring it outside. Maybe they were doing. Or they were like doing some strength work on the work on the railing, and we can. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They were doing push-ups on the gate, dude. (laughs) Trying to do some like uh, some lunges on the stairs, maybe. It would be so commanders to like literally bring out the gym equipment and like f up the field like Saturday. (laughs) 
like <laughs> before the game. <laughs> they have to move to a neutral site. Just, yeah, move to a neutral site, indent the whole thing. It's like concert <laughs> there. Like they're bringing the squat rack out to the fifty yard line. They're like, all right. <laughs> Oh man, no, that would be so good, dude. I really want to get a look at their like gyms now because I just picture like one bench, like it's really small, maybe the lights are off, and the guys just have to go in there and grind with the best strength coach in the world. So whoever that coach is, I would love to talk to that guy. I should send an email and and figure out what his You can just see like the foam, like it's ripped, like the foam is coming out of the like like where you yeah. sit, the benches, bench have, the, the bars have like the knurlings like all worn down. It's just smooth. It's like rolling yeah. up guys' back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, where's the finger grip on here? Have the numbers on them anymore? They're just grinded down. Got to guess <laughs> what <thing> it is. <laughs> oh man, man, I love the commanders. Good for them. The NFLPA report cards. I could look at them for days. I I could have flipped up and down that screen forever. So good for those teams. Um, other stuff, I guess the combine is, is getting started this week or going on. I'm not a big combine guy. Neither is Dan Campbell, who said, quote, we grade players off tape, not running 40s in the combine in pajamas. So good for Dan for sending, well, sending a message pajama. there. <laughs> so he's a more, he's more of a YouTube guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Screen is good enough for Dan. My That's such a Dan. The in pajamas part is just so Dan. He's like, all right, like you can do it, but can you do it in pads? Yeah, I need to see him with a helmet on. Only Dan would like look at the skin tight like underwear that they make you wear at the combine, and he's like pajamas. Like that's like that's your pajamas. Like I would wear that to bed. That's wrong. Did Dan? Did Dan like participate in the combine when he was playing? Maybe. I wonder if he just put up like terrible stats. You know, but like when I watched those old combine tapes, they weren't even wearing that stuff. Like Brady was wearing yeah, like uh, he did. Basketball they were just shirts. wearing those oversized like white shirts. Yeah, exactly. Like so, gym yeah. shorts. So he, regular Dan. gym shorts. See, so he probably wasn't. He ran a four eight three. Oh my goodness! In the combine, he had a pretty good combine. Read it out. I guess it's it for 36, tight end. Thirty six inch vert. That's like really That's good for time. a tight end. You could probably dunk twenty five reps on the bench. 36 Holy vert, Dan. 4.83 40. Nine and a quarter inch hand size. Wow. 263 wow. and six five and a quarter. What a beast. Wow. I mean, that's none of that's really that surprising to me, but it just like confirms everything I've ever seen about the guy. So good for Dan, dude. That's big. Can I, can I add one thing? Um, if we're done talking about like that part of the combine, the uh Bryce Young video was alarming to me. The one of him <laughs> walking in. He looks shorter than Kyler Murray. Well, he, oh yeah, sure. was, it wasn't the guy beside him like a like Owen sized. No, he. I, I know, but the guy he beside he was him six, was like six six five six four. But mm-hmm. still, like damn, damn, yeah. he looks small. They officially measured him at like five ten. I thought, but even that seems to me like high. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what the I don't know if the, I'm not big on the combine. I know some people are. Like I, I'm being dead serious. Um. To, I heard that, I don't know if this has happened already, I heard he was going to weigh this week to sort of try to dismiss that because I heard something saying that he was even as as uh, light as 165, 170. Holy cow. He was going to weigh this week but not run or do any throwing. So he was just going to try to put on all the weight he could this week. Again, I don't know if this is true, so don't like don't take this as gospel. And then he was going to do all the other stuff at his pro day and not weigh. That's what I thought he was going to do. To me, if that's true, that's like incredibly alarming. This, the, yeah, the, I, I'm not like a tape grinder. We know that by now, 
But all this stuff that's coming out about the video and the the weighing process, I would be very scared to take this guy. Uh, that's all I yeah. would say. And well, I'm, here's let, let me put this scenario to you though. Let's say he turns out he puts on the weight and it's like 190. He's like let's say he's like 5'10, 190. Are you drafting him? Number one, if you're if you're let, let's say whoever like he's still so short though. He's still so short. I kind of want a taller quarterback. Really. Yeah, I would still take him at those measurements. Where it's, for me, if it gets dicey, if it's like one eighty, if it's like five, let's go nine one eighty. That's like, can we run like a function and like, what's the point where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the indifference curve. <laughs> like he's he's reported Wait, but, at one ninety five. So just because he's, he's not one ninety five, but just because he puts one ninety, you think he's just gonna keep that his whole career? Well, I'm saying like if I mean, he's 190, if you have a slighter frame, I mean, certain frames are built to put on weight. Like, like you know, he you can be 5'10 and you could be like Reese Hall and 220 pounds, but that's not going to be most guys. Like most guys, their their frame and just genetic potential and only will allow them to carry a certain amount of weight. It also depends what team drafts him because now we have the report cards and then we can True. see like, yeah. based on your training staff, like A to F, how much weight is he going to keep? Yeah. We well, got to get a function on that. <laughs> yeah. We do. You have to add that in as a variable to the function, I think, is the grade of your of your strength staff <laughs> and your facility because we got to figure out yeah. what, type of, what type of stuff we're do working Do you have enough here. room in the steam room? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's bad for him. You're going to sweat off, sweat off yeah, some yeah, stuff. Let's do you have to like pay a toonie like into a machine to get into the steam room? Yeah. Like if, yeah. if he goes to the Cardinals where that's, he has to pay to yeah. eat, then he's never getting weight. That's a huge <laughs> problem. Do not draft him Cardinals, which I don't, I mean, they might, I was going to say they won't do that, but they're so crazy. They might, Jonathan Gannon might just see some boom, boom, electrified and stuff and like him. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if this is a boomer comment. It might be a boomer comment, so be on the lookout. It is. If he's so light, I would rather him go to an indoor team in a dome than an outside team. That's my take. Oh, Midwest yeah. ethos. Yeah. Like, send him to the somewhere inside. Don't send him well, Colts. to... What Colts. What does that mean? Don't, that don't, is such a cowherd take. Like, he, he stays warmer because he has more, like, fat on his body? No, no, no. Don't send him outside where he, like, he has to, like... Shrivels up. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he's going to be all, like, uh, raisiny, like, when you get out like, of the bath. <laughs> no, it's because, Adam, you need, you need like, because snow is really it's gets can get deep on some of these fields and so if your legs are short then you're like sink more down into the snow and so you're less mobile in the when's pocket. the last time you watched a game where there's like or, visible inches of snow on the or it's not just that field. or if the, if the wind is going really fast and you're really light it'll just blow you down oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah that's that yeah. that's could fit into my is theory. that your take here phil no my take was more like the drew Brees thing where he like put up stats inside because he didn't have to like play through the conditions and have like a big arm that was kind I of mean, is that because he's little is that because he's small okay you're calling me a heightist now listen i just don't well, also, i don't understand the correlation between size and i said it might have been a boomer take so you can't get well, get on me I can give you okay. partial marks, part marks, because it might be like if there's like difficult conditions, it might be harder if you're weaker on quarterback. That's what that's but exactly what I'm saying. I actually don't know enough about Bryce Young to know if he has a strong arm or not. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not watching you do the Zach Wilson throw. We do. We need to see if he can do the inside throw rolling out to his left yeah, down the yeah. field and against the chair. To be honest, I bring that thing up like every two episodes, but it just I can't help myself. Yeah, that is 
It's an electrifying throw. Because Owen retweeted <laughs> that one and then said that he's his favorite quarterback in the draft. The and thing, now we're all like, doubting him. If you did see a guy do that, I could see where it would be mesmerizing. But now that it like has worked out the way it has, I'm so glad the video exists. It's just perfect. It's almost as good as Ejon Leon literally doing the post moves against the chair. That's that's my favorite one of all time. But this one is number two. So For contrast... Like uh, Stroud and and Levis, is that what we're calling them? Levis. Yep, uh-huh. not Levi's. Um, are are like six three. And Anthony Richardson's big too. And he's big too. So I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. Like like smaller quarterbacks, it's just tough. Like and like what's Tua? Tua's like Tua's not that small. He's like six two or six big. one, I think. But he well, looks. You just gotta watch him mirrored, and then he looks a little bigger. Yeah, exactly, Alex. You just gotta see him throw right handed. I'll, Levis also has a nice. He's got a really strong arm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have. I saw a couple of TikToks with him, and he is just. He could zip it. That's. I, just want to say that. I love how on this show we've just the accepted that that's our <laughs> standard of tape. It's like I saw a couple of TikToks where the guy can like zing it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ball was live the out of the hand. Pocket presence. Can you be edited to look unreal? Like, can we put up a sick sound with you to make you look? Awesome. That's the type of measurables we're looking for in our quarterbacks, which is nice. The only other thing I wanted to bring up from the combine was the Bears GM. The Bears obviously have the first pick. They're deciding what to do. Ryan Poles is their GM, and he has put a putting green and a dartboard in the Bears suite, and he said, quote, let's just get to have a good time and get to know each other. That's what he said about the Bears draft interview process. So they're just looking to, you know, shoot the shit with the guys, maybe throw some darts. I mean, you need that's good, man. That is like good. That. But if you're I like if that's what you want to do, dude, like you need something like that goes beyond darts. Because like darts like with a guy you don't know is not that hype. You need more bonding, I think. That's what I'm saying. Get like like I don't know how like how much like football players like to play Madden, but just get something that everybody likes to play with. The putting green is good. Like, well, that's a good start and get something else in there because when you're just kind of like talking to them, I feel like like something could easily slip out. Like they're just having too much fun and then they say something that's like a little oh. concerned and you're like, oh, okay. Like, but you don't, you know, you don't make a big deal out of it. I feel like that's the best way to get to squeeze something out of them instead of the traditional interview where they're like very tense and and watching their every word, you know? Maybe but that's I, how the Georgia defensive tackle got arrested because he was just yeah. sitting in the room with the Bears and he was like, yeah, I was actually like drag racing on the streets that night. And they were like, oh, yeah. like we should tell the authorities about this. They're like, well, so you like cars? And he's like, oh, <laughs> do I love cars? It's a, it's not the, the best way to approach the interview process for an NFL, especially quarterback job. Cause like, you know, you kind of want to see how they work under pressure and stuff. And you see the, like Mm. John Gooden, like where he draws up the play and then talks to them for 10 minutes and then like makes them draw the play again. Like that's, I agree. That that one for quarterbacks is probably the best. Yeah. You got to see how your guy works like under pressure. Yeah. Mm. But this is maybe, this, this maybe tips their hat that they're not taking a quarterback because Mm. this is an activity you would do with linemen. It's like, yeah. all right, like, I'm just going to, like, I know what you could do. Like, I don't need you to be that smart about it. Like, let's just, like, see if you're a good guy. Yeah. Weird. But the quarterback, I do. Like, the John Gruden stuff's sick. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I've seen a lot of those John Gruden videos. And a lot of them turn out to, like, I, I don't I don't know if there's a very strong correlation between, like, writing up a, a play that you ran at, at, you know, Fresno State versus being a good quarterback. Did Zach Wilson okay. do one of those? 
I think I don't. I don't know. I don't think John Gruden was doing it, or maybe he was. I guess he wasn't canceled at the time. Yeah, we had, he might have. He, he had about but I guess he was coaching in the NFL too. So yeah, why not? I think this, the the videos stopped around 2017, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say you'll never see them started again. I don't think that he's going to be running those camps anymore. We got to figure out what Deuce Gruden is doing. I think he's literally the guy who's the strength coach for the Commanders. I literally, I think that's <laughs> literally what he's doing. I'm not well, he even is kidding. He's friends with Dan. He's at the Raiders. Oh, he's still with the Raiders. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We do have a little bit of other things in the NFL quickly. Release watch. Carson Wentz was released on Monday. You never want to get released and then have Ron Rivera come out and say he did the best that he could. That, that's that's one of the worst comments to have said about you. I think some team will pick him up, and I think he's going to sit as like a backup that you'll just see on like random teams for the next 10 years. And maybe he'll make an appearance here and there, but I think that's his like destiny. He'll be like the Geno Smith of the last like 10 years. Not saying that he'll get a job and be good, but he'll just pop up as a random backup. But I could also see a situation where he's just not that likable as a guy. And so no team like wants to bring him in. Cause he seems like he might be a little bit difficult. He's been on four teams in four years, but what do you have here on? I mean, yeah, I think he'll just be a backup. I wouldn't sign him to be a starter. I, I would I would even take a good hard look at like signing him as a backup just because I feel like he does cause so much drama, like especially in Philly. I think it probably was better in the other places he was, but he's like clearly a guy that's got ego. And he's clearly at this point, I think it's safe to say um, he's probably like he's, he's probably done. We've probably seen what we need to see. Yeah. He seems like he so. might honestly like he would rather go to the XFL or something and start there. Like he's like that type of ego or something. Uh, I gotta be honest. I feel like it's um. I feel like it's just like a draft pick thing. Like if you were a lottery pick, I feel like you just carry that ego with you like for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know? I feel like it's different as opposed to when if you were like a fourth, fifth round pick. Like you kind of come in, you have to grind your way. But like when you're a top five quarterback like pick. I just feel like you carry that for the rest of your life because you're like I'm like I'm so good like I got drafted super high like you look at Baker like he he's another guy who just feels so entitled to to being a starter in the NFL and some other guys so um, I feel like that's one thing that I just feel like and in, in a lot of sports like these guys that are just high draft picks just are, the, the ego is unreal. I think there's like exceptions though like Mariota went second and he was pretty like okay to be a backup for a while no and Jameis went number one and he's I don't know that he's been thrilled to sit behind Andy Dalton on the Saints but part of it might also be like in the case of uh, Wentz Wentz. and who was the other guy you said Alex Baker oh Baker Uh, they both had like pretty strong success early on whereas Mariota I mean I guess he wasn't horrible but he never really had like a great he was never really a super great quarterback in the NFL. So that yeah. might be like they've seen they've been there before and they've tasted it. So it's probably hard to come back from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess true. Like Wentz was MVP uh candidate there before he he injured it, before he tore his ACL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wentz yeah. MVP front runner, like that just sounds nuts. Well, he made that yeah. one throw against the Seahawks, and I was like, wow, this guy's like a god. Like he was like Mahomes yeah, before Mahomes. He was he yeah, the white Cam Newton. Yeah, he was white Cam Newton for a bit. Like a there. mix of Mahomes and Newton, like yeah, it was crazy. And and Newton had the same career trajectory: it was big high and then boom, right down to the back. Yeah. So tough scene there. Um, Patrick Mahomesovich. <laughs> for the people that who know, 
Oh, they know. They know. If they follow you on Instagram, they know. Yeah. Um, other players who've gotten released, Kenny Galladay got the snip from the Giants. What a signing that was. Didn't really work out. And Leonard Fournette also got cut from the Bucks, which he said he got asked to be released. If he asked for it or not, he was going. So good for him for, I guess, going out on his own terms. They say Zeke is probably going to get cut next week too, so be on the lookout for that. But wow. I heard, I found out the other day, though, that Leonard Fournette's brother is named Lannard. L A N A R D. Wow. He also played at US at uh, LSU. Wow. I saw that Dalvin Cook's name is Dalvin James Cook and his brother James Cook who's on the Bills or was on the Bills his name is James Dalvin Cook. Wait, they're yeah. brothers? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Oh. This one's this one was crazier to me though. That is like, crazy. Leonard and and Leonard. I think you say Lannard. I don't know if it's maybe Leonard or something. <laughs> Leonard and really Leonard is, is all time. I'm hoping for Leonard or well, just Lanyard. When, when, when Leonard Fournette got drafted with to, like to the Jags, had his rookie year, was unbelievable. And then they're like, "Well, hold on, like his brother is actually taking the reins at, at LSU." <laughs> and it's like it's so weird in sports because it's autumn. Like whenever there's a really good athlete and he has a younger brother, everyone's like. It, the, the younger brother's got to be way better. Like this is this is gonna be just automatically better. And he never was. Like I don't even think he got drafted. Um, same with Giannis. I remember all those years Giannis was saying like my younger brothers are so much better than me. Like, I haven't gotten out of the G League, dude. Like what are you saying? Like, dude, he was hyping up his younger brother for like years. He was like, wait yeah. till you see what like my dad produced next. Like this guy, this guy's gonna be which one. Uh, the one Alex? that Alex, Alex, yeah, he was on the Lakers for a bit. Or wasn't yeah. that Costas or both? Wow, or both on the he had like a hundred. Well, he was brothers. like Costas is better than me, but Alex is better than everybody. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like are we tanking for him? Yeah. Like, Masai, dude, trade the pieces. Like this is Alex's yeah. draft year. Raw, <laughs> tough scene. They all kind of look the exact same too. They really do. Like there's yeah. a crazy like if you look at. I'm looking at Alex right now. He looks identical to Thanasis. <laughs> Let's go. Genetics. Yeah. They're a funny thing. Somehow yeah. always working. Uh, last thing in the NFL. I don't really want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, and he gave me a platform to not do that this week because he said, quote, if you think I'm being a diva, just tune me out. So I think that works for me. Um, I'm just going to tune him out. That's going to be my angle going forward. Although there's this guy on XM that my dad listens to every single day. His name's Adam Shine, and he's on Mad Dog Sports in the morning on Channel 82. And this guy said he was going to talk about Aaron Rodgers for the next 14 days straight. So some people are not tuning out Aaron Rodgers. I just want to <laughs> say that. But I'm personally, I'm going to I'm going to tune him out. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick my flag in the ground right now. I'm going to tune out. You don't want to talk about um, Marshall? I mean, we could, we could talk about the Go ahead, Kaepernick. I, sorry, just quick. I love I love uh, intervention, Rodgers. He's like, I have an intervention for you. Like a, <laughs> like a coping mechanism if you hate me so much. Just tune me out. It's like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm planning on it. I'm going to be yeah. doing that. Are you He's like, I learned that from my blackout retreat. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> he, he released a great hype video about the blackout retreat. No way. On Instagram? He said in the clip, he goes, I've, here we are talking about Aaron Rodgers again. He said, I thought about what it would be like to retire. I thought about what it would be like to keep playing. 
It's like, oh, did we come to a decision in either one? Because that's kind of like what you said you were going to do a month ago. Or like, are we still working on that? He says he's nearing his conclusion. So two months in, but we're getting close. Dude, they made this this trailer like as if he did the thing. He was in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Where Batman goes to the yeah. hole and then he's there for like months and then he has to train and get out of the hole. That's what they 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 made. He was in there for like four days, dude. It looks like a hotel room. Why yeah. are they making this like full movie about this? This it is was, crazy. He went on a luxury vacation. <laughs> wow. It's got like the the dramatic documentary music too. This is sick. Yeah, it was a good hype tape. I got to give him I credit wish, where it's due. I hope I can love somebody someday as much as Aaron Rodgers loves himself. It's just crazy. Oh, he my, is the ultimate self-love guy. He really yeah. is. As much as he loves attention. That's I've never seen somebody need that much attention. I I'm not doing it. I I'm going to I'm not going to talk about him. I'm tuning him out. Adam, you wanted to do a Kaepernick before we finish NFL. The Brandon Marshall thing. Like wh- what does he do? First he, of all. He's a podcaster. He's like a pro podcaster now. Okay, so he's like us. So imagine if we just went like, yo, I got some news. Four NFL GMs have been asking me about Aaron Rodgers. And they're asking me, Adam, Adam, like, is it, is it true? Are, are other teams actually going for him? And I, I told them not to worry about it. Like, what's his connection to Aaron Rodgers? None. Zero. I, I can't think of one. Aaron Rodgers might play for the Jets, and Brad Marshall spent a year on the Jets. That's about the only connection we can cross between the two of them. Uh, this... Wait, they're asking Brandon Marshall to give them like an inside scoop of how Aaron Rodgers is like or what? He said that four NFL GMs have called him to say, are other teams going to be trading a first round pick for for Aaron Rodgers? So, oh, so now Brandon Marshall's a GM. <laughs> he's an so insider. He's the market value of Aaron Rodgers. He's an insider, dude, which this feeds into something that Alex and I were talking about earlier this week oh. where it's it's a hockey thing mostly. But these insiders like think they're the 31st GM. They're like, they think in their mind that like they're the guy. So I was listening to a podcast and Frank Cervalli, who's like an insider, like Brandon Marshall, said a GM called me and said, hey, put one of my players on your trade targets board so I could get some calls about him. Because, you know, all the GMs are checking Frank Cervalli's trade targets board to see who they want to pick up. So the insider culture is very cringe, and I'm glad that Brandon Marshall is throwing his hat in the ring as a guy who's the 33rd NFL GM. Sarah Volley also said like two days ago how an NHL GM had nothing better to do, so he decided to text Sarah Volley personally that like after the 28th pick in the draft, there's only a 2.5% chance that that player will play 100 games in the NHL. It's like no one, no one texted you that, my friend. <laughs> like def- definitely not an NHL GM, okay? The Ryan Rasillo. I was like, I gotta hit up Frank with this stat. (laughs) Pronto. Pronto. (laughs) Frank's gotta hear this, dude. He'd love this. Well, I think it's Cap. Nobody's calling Brandon Marshall, so I I could get the vote in on that, but I think we're all in agreement. That's ridiculous. Tough scene. Basketball quickly, and then some other stuff. Uh, John Morant. He, he continues to run wild, trying to make his way out the NBA. Um, I'll read you what was written in the Washington Post. Allegedly beat up a 17-year-old and pointed a gun at him. And then the other thing that they alleged in that article was that his mom was having a tough time at a finish line with an employee. And so 
she texted jaw and said i'm having like a hard time with this minimum wage worker so naturally what do you do if you're an nba player you pull up to the mall with eight of your friends and talk to a security guard and say when's that guy getting off work we'd like to have a word with him naturally that's just something you would do to a minimum wage worker when you're a multi-millionaire with a nike contract and your own signature shoe that's just something you would do this guy continues to make his claim as like one of the most unlikable athletes in the world and has really pulled into pole position in the in the two-month angle in the Bozo of the Year rankings. There's nobody competing well, with John Morant right now. But what now. if he just felt bad for the guy and wanted to like give him some money or something? Like the worker was having a bad day. He's like, Oh, I feel like I feel bad. You're having a bad day. Like we pulled some money together. That was with not guys? on my bingo card <laughs> of things not... that were going to be said. What about, did you mention, we got to mention the 17 year old too, right? Yep. Like That's crazy. for people that didn't hear, didn't he literally was... just say, I had said it, but oh, it's, did you? yeah, I got oh, it. No, but I was doing a deep dive on that story. Okay. I actually don't know the deep dive. I'm assuming oh, Phil did okay. it. I, I would must have zoned out for a sec. Yeah, don't worry about it. They heard about it because I because okay, I, I did I did mention it. But go ahead. Good. Thank you, Phil. Well, I, I mean, you're right. Like it's ridiculous <laughs> behavior. That's I think all you can say. I, I thought you were going to have I, a take I, on the 17 year old. I thought that's oh, what you were angling towards. Well, no, I mean the the 17 year old. Like it's hard to have a take. Like I don't know. <laughs> I saw some takes. I saw some people ask like how there's no evidence. Which was oh what evidence would there be a phone video? A video? Yeah, I, some people are like, why did like, no we check the broke star? Pull, was pull the phone out. Yeah, he's like, it wasn't well. <laughs> but I mean, my reaction when I see like someone with a gun isn't really to pull my phone out. But I don't know. I've never been in this situation. So. Well, he's becoming just yeah, like Phil said, one of the most unlikable players in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny because his his like freaking teammate Dylan Brooks is like right up there with him. Like, like I hate the Grizzlies. I hate this team. Yeah. Which is crazy because I remember last year when they were in the playoffs, we were like, wow, like what a fun team. Like they're like plucking through these Timberwolves. And uh to think about where they're at right now, it's pretty crazy differences. I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. I know they've been hitting the skids lately, but I won't be cheering for them in the playoffs. They need like uh I think this is a lesson in team building. You need like older guys around, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't just yeah. like, Stephen Adams. And well, Stephen Adams is twenty eight. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Nike from going from going uh from Kyrie to, to Jaw. <laughs> like what a, like it that's pretty good. Yeah. I did I mentioned this to the to to these guys, so to like you guys, but I do have a lightly used if it, it is fake, full disclosure, John Morant uh, Grizzlies jersey um that I'm willing to part with for about five dollars. So if anybody who's listening would like to submit an offer uh my uh, inbox is open well it looks like oh. you've got a buyer because adam just raised his hand raw thank you you want it adam yeah. okay Kinda, yeah because okay, if we know adam and then he can push the he wanted to give a money take <laughs> yeah. y'all wanted to give the security guard money you know if we know adam we know that he loves a good basketball jersey it's just what he is and what he wears so yeah, yeah. 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 If you know Adam, you know he's you've probably seen him at least wearing a couple. At, yeah. You know, he oh, has yeah. something he wears all the time. Uh-huh. My favorite one is his Shaq Lakers. That's a classic. I love yeah. seeing Adam in that one. I like the T Mac magic too. Oh, that's a he's, classic. That's his like party jersey. It is. Whenever that's on, yeah. you know it's gonna be a good night. For yeah. real, Adam used to be I mean, if you couldn't tell, that was the most sarcasm ever. 
Adam in like like literally eleven years ago, the guy never showed up not wearing a soccer kit. It didn't matter like yeah. what day of the week it was. He was wearing one every single day of the week. He had Barcelona's full like home away alternate replica schedule for like years on end. Yeah. So shout out to Adam for really cornering. He had the hat. hat. I don't think had I Barcelona. had yeah, the little <laughs> Barcelona hat and the Adidas track pants and then my like soccer shoes, my indoor soccer shoes. Raw. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting, but that's actually how I met Phil. I was rocking a Wayne Rooney, and then Phil came up to me and said Rooney's overrated. Yeah, so. that was my introduction. That was yeah. a strong move by me because I didn't watch soccer at the time. I was just guessing, so that was uh, an interesting call by me. Um, only other NFL stuff, or sorry, NBA stuff. One more thing: they said they're looking to maybe change overtime to a target score. Now I saw this was getting mocked online because it, they linked like load management to this and stuff for guys not wanting to play like three overtimes or whatever it is, four overtimes, which I'm sure maybe has some part in it, but the target score is a great system. I like the target score. I think it's fun and it would lead to more like great clips for them online of like game winning shots. Like the, the shot to hit the target score, the time when you just run out. I'm really in favor of this idea. I like it a lot. So I wanted to know where you boys were at. We'll start with you, Alex. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of undecided. I'd, I'd have to see that kind of play out. I know it's like people love it at the All-Star game, but I don't know. I'd, curious. I don't know how it would work out in a regular season game because I do like buzzer beaters too. But at the same time, like you do have to, like teams do like to milk out the clock too, which is also, which also kind of sucks. So, um, but I mean, I, I'd like to try it. I'd also maybe if the NBA just like, maybe they should just try cutting down games then. Because it's getting to a point where it's just ridiculous with how many guys are just sitting out and load managing. and But I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what the right choice is. Because if you cut down those games, then they start man- load managing like the 72 games that are left. So it's a whole thing. But they've got to figure out in general. My whole, my whole point is they got to figure out how to put this load management stuff, how to, how to make it work somehow. Because I just – sorry, but you can't convince me that like – hockey players can somehow play 82 games but an nba player can't i'm not saying the nba is a much easier sport or anything i know there's the jumping involved and everything but like yeah like the hockey players are just taking hit after hit after hit and like i don't know it's nfl too i know they play 18 weeks that's nuts like yeah and the nba players are load managing every third game it's like clearly you (laughs) should you should cut games like either i would cut it down to like 60 games or if it were me i would do like 40 but they're probably not – I don't think they would ever do that. So they probably – what they should do is find like fine teams or like there should be some sort of penalty for holding players out. Yeah. Unless there's yeah. like – they're they're like a doctor says that they're, they actually have some sort of injury. Well, it's, it's yeah. the number one problem with the sport is if you lived in a city, why would you ever want to buy tickets to a game in advance? Like you just don't know what's going to happen. Like you don't know who's going to play ever. Like I, I yeah. that, that ruins the product. Like, and, and that's yeah. like the regular season, the players clearly do not care. So why, like, why are they asking fans to throw, you know, 200 bucks a person altogether for parking and tickets and food and everything at a game? Like I just, when the players don't even care and aren't even willing to try, like they got to do something. And I, I think you're right. The answer is cutting it down to like 66 or 65 and then finding teams that, don't abide by it. Like, remember the Spurs, like 10 years ago, they were the first team that sat out 
like Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, and Danny Green. It was like a TNT game. Yeah, against the Heat. Yeah, all at once they sat him out, and Stern fined him like a million dollars for like damages to like the league. Like where? Like why can't we do that? Like that's. I agree. That's what they should do. They've got to police this in some way. So yeah, I just feel like if anything, the NBA is like this, maybe even one of the softest league with its players. Like it's just being run by the players completely. Mm-hmm. It feels like to me, yeah, like it's just owned by the players and they just kind of do whatever they want, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I feel like we should kind of middle it out to the point in a little bit of the David Stern dates too, you know? Yeah. Only other things quickly. I mean, Owen, you said you got some NHL insight from your dad. So if you wanted to share what that was, I would really like to know because I, I could only scratch the surface on his takes. So I would like to hear that. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, driving with my dad, uh, and we were listening to the flames game and he's, he's a pretty big hockey fan, or at least a flames fan. Uh, and I'm less, definitely less of one. Um, so we were just chatting like about the team and stuff. And he was telling me, I mean, it's not like a crazy mind blowing take, but he was just saying, uh, I think in that game, Peltier scored or had an assist yet. He scored a point. And my dad was saying, like, they should play more of their young guys. Like, they've been the fans have been wanting this for years, but they never do it. Um, and I mean, it's kind of, I think we've probably talked about some of it on the pod, but that was basically the gist of it. Is he just thinks they should play more young guys? Let's go. I needed an Owen hockey oh. take. That's why I asked about it. And it can foray into what Alex is going to think about the Flames at the deadline. So if you wanted to say something about the Flames, it could be dated by tomorrow for all I know, but go ahead if you wanted to open for. Well, I hope I get very dated because I think we're going to do nothing at the trade deadline tomorrow. Um, I would advise against buying because this team, even if we do get, I don't, I don't get why like getting into the playoffs and getting smoked like four one is like awesome for some NHL teams. Like I don't know why that's like considered a success. Like, success to me would just be like a bigger success is just like you know, tanking the season, selling your guys and trying to get as high as a draft because you can't. And then you just come back the next year. Like I was talking to Phil. Um, this is more like in-depth hockey stuff, but what St. Louis and Washington have done so far, I thought has been genius. Like they're still keeping the majority of their core together. They've sold the guys that have like two, two-ish years remaining on their on their NHL contracts, get gained assets. And I mean, they could draft using those assets and prospects or they could just cash those assets and prospects in for much better players under much better contracts that are younger. Like just cause you sell now doesn't mean you're in a rebuild mode, which is something I don't think like the flames understand. They well, think that if they trade what like s- Chris Tanev, that it's like, well, now we've got to rebuild for the next 10 years. It's like you just move off him and you'll find another defenseman. It's not like you can't find anyone else after him. It's, well, it's nuts. You're, you're right. What you're saying is, you trade a guy for a first-round pick. You don't have to keep the first-round pick. Yeah, you can trade the first-round pick to get something else, like those other teams yes. are doing. Like you can, you know, spruce up your situation by doing something like that. But the the Canadian teams, sadly, mostly all of them have a pretty archaic way of going about <laughs> things. So the Flames, like nice. that, would break their brain if you suggested that to them. They'd be like, ah, uh, yeah. like how, like, like what do you mean? Like I thought we had to make the pick. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't think they'll be coming around that, but you're right. That's the, that's the angle that they should take. Um, the only other like hockey thing I wanted to get off um, was 
Oilers Leafs last night, I really just wanted to go at the Sportsnet announcing for a second because you all know how much I hate the Leafs, like a burning passion. They did, when they traded for Ryan O'Reilly, they had a Ryan O'Reilly puck touch counter in the corner of the screen so you could see how many times he touched oh. the puck. Um, I cannot stand the Leafs broadcasters, Chris Cuthbert, and... If you watch the Oilers-Leafs game, I'll describe it to you quickly. McDavid scored two really like beautiful goals in the first 10 minutes of the game. like Excellent skill goals. And only Chris Cuthbert would say, now what's Austin Matthews going to do to respond? It's like, you're the only one who thinks that way, bro. Like, just like, what? I don't understand how those people have that like connotation in their head. They're like, oh, it's like these two guys are going head to head. Like, it's hockey that literally is the furthest thing from the truth. And Austin yeah. Matthews is nowhere near as good. So I was I was frustrated in that game. Next time they play next week, I'm not going to watch with the broadcast audio. I'll say that. That's <laughs> I agree. Talk. It's it's kind of weird because they treat it like the NBA. It's like KD versus LeBron. It's like, all right, like KD just did this. Like, what's LeBron going to do? It's like, no, that's not how the sport works. Yeah, facts. I am with you fully. Um, only other things quickly, and then we can send it out of here. Uh, the Not Afraid video. Um, if, oh. if nobody has seen the not afraid video, just type it in online. I almost just booted up like the, like downloaded the full audio and I, I wanted to just play it so we could just listen to it front to back and just comment. I didn't have time to do that. So I forgot, but if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. Owen, you would say video of the year. How many times have you seen it? How many times have you, what, what's your favorite part? Let's go with that. I've, I've probably seen it six or seven times. <laughs> and I do think, I mean, it's, it's like, I guess March now, so it's hard to say video of the year, but it's definitely the video of the year so far by quite a bit. Um, Everybody turn their video on. I'm not afraid to take a stand. Everybody come take my hand this world together. All through the storm. Everybody come take my hand this world will rock together. Through the rain. Let's bring a little Detroit to town. A little bit of Radiohead. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. But my favorite part, like, it, it's so clear to me. It has to be, so the first verse of, of Not Afraid is pretty good, right? It's, like, entertaining, and then he kind of goes, he goes, Not Afraid, Creep, Little Detroit, uh, Amazing Grace. Yeah. And then, and then there's kind of, like, a break for, like, dialogue where he talks about, you know, why he's, Upset, Club Deja Vu. Paul King County DEA, the head chief. He's the one that's going to track all those sexual girls that were trafficked right there on that plane that are going to club. You want me to name the club? Deja Vu? Everybody, there's girls from that plane going to Club Deja Vu to dance that are being trafficked from around the world. Hashtag taken! Deja Vu, which is an incredible reveal. The way he drops the name, he's like, I'm not... <laughs> Like, do you, you want me to say know, the like, name? I'm not going to say it. Do you want me to say it? And then he just drops it and it's electric. But my favorite part is when he goes, um, he's like, you know, <clears throat> talking about, you know, deja vu and like they're trafficking girls and whatever. Uh, and then he just immediately, it's like a, a, like a switch in his like brain gets flipped and he just turns the other way and, and starts singing Not Afraid again. <laughs> and he just goes into verse two. And this time it's not like, but before it was at like 75% volume, it's like at 100%. And he's just going hard. <laughs> I'm not 
Come take my hand, this world we'll take together through the storm. It's uh, incredible to watch. Like he involved the left terminal, and then he was like, "All right, like the right terminal needs to get some not afraid." Why did he smash his glasses? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like glasses did easy glasses one, fell, The glasses didn't even do anything to him. They the just glasses, kind of fell off, tried to catch them. And then when he saw that he couldn't pick them, he's like, "I'm not gonna pick them up. It looks weak." So he just is that his phone. It was Holy. his phone that he body slammed. He hit the Gronk slam on the phone mid verse. You could and hear the other guy picks it up. He's like, "Oh." Yeah, the guy who stopped it, that was, like, I don't even know how he stopped it. Like, that was, like, an act of God that the guy came in and, like, dapped him up and stopped the the move. This guy, (laughs) the best part to me was, I said this to Owen, he starts not afraid again, and then, like, like, switch clicked in his brain where he remembered another verse. So he was like, oh my God, like there's more of the song I can do. Like I can keep going and, he, then he ju- and I just can't keep living this way. And he just starts going again on the new verse of Not Afraid. And I can't stop living this way. I'm coming out of my cage. You want a little Detroit here? Like I've watched the video no less than 10 times. And I like, I was crying the first time I saw it. I could not believe how good it was. <laughs> The Not Afraid video is really going to be hard to beat for, like, any other video content because the guy is electrifying. Like, the he has, like, the Woods magazine in the back of his backpack. (laughs) Oh, man. I would love to speak to this guy. I said to Owen, as long as I'm under, like, the watch of guards, if I speak to this guy, I would feel very comfortable. The guy is uh, an all-time character, let's just say. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. And, I mean, I feel like it would be... Oh, his 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 everything he did would be wasted and it would be in vain if we didn't like like tell the people out there like if it contact your local law enforcement and let's investigate deja vu yeah let's get the people on that club deja vu needs to be investigated <laughs> hashtag taken that's what we need to figure out yeah. and get to the bottom of um, hashtag taken hashtag taken very clear on that hashtag taken this i got it cut okay bye adam well, it, yeah, you're going to miss a good part, so like, listen to this later. But have a good night. Thank you for I joining us. Listening. Two last things I wanted to do, because there were good stuff that I, I didn't think we could get to all of them, but I'll just lump them together, so I'll have you pick for me what the best of these is. First of all, collab of the week. We've got the new LeBron PS5 collab. I don't know if you saw it, but on the controller it says, nothing is given, everything is earned. And then it's just a PS5. It's just a regular PS5, but it's a LeBron collab. So they'll probably mark you up like an extra 200 bucks for that, which is already just a $800 piece of plastic, the PS5. But hey, we're going to mark it up a little more so you can have a nice LeBron sticker on it because nothing says earning things like gaming eight hours a day. Um, Powerade's back. They're teaming up with yeah. John ja Morant. <laughs> Tough day to announce you're teaming yeah. up with John ja Morant, but Powerade has returned to the sports drink game. Uh, sports and streaming is also collaborating because MSG Plus has launched. You can watch the Knicks game, the Devils game, the Islanders game, or the Ranger game for the low, low price of $10 a game. So if you want to go on MSG Plus and stream a game for $10, you're now more than welcome to do that. Tom Brady... Apparently teaming up with Netflix for a special called The Greatest Roast of All Time. And they're just going to roast Tom Brady. Won't be watching that, but that's an option for your collab of the week. And then Sam Darnold and the Panthers collaborating on a new contract. So I don't know which one you want to pick to angle towards best collab of the week. But Owen, again, it's uh, the LeBron PS5, Powerade, MSG+, Netflix and Tom, and Sam Darnold. 
I mean, I think those are all pretty bad collabs except for Darnold. I think that the Panth- that's a good signing. If you can get him at good value, I think there's still some juice in that orange <laughs> to be squeezed. Like, I think he looked good at the back half of last year. So I think it's worthwhile. Like, it's worth it to take a shot and take a look at him and sign him for some money because they also, their QB situation's kind of up in the air. What do you want, Alex? Well, I'm confused about the MSG Plus thing. Like, 10 ten dollars a game <laughs> what a scam i'm dude. confused wait ten dollars to watch like all five of those teams at like in one night or what I'm, i don't know no no if you want to go and watch the nick game now you're going to go on to msg plus and you're going to pay your 10 bucks to watch the game and then next time they play go again and pay your 10 bucks but it's also thir- the other alternative is 30 bucks a month oh i didn't see that part heat so you can do either but it is ten bucks a game. Wait, but if I'm paying thirty bucks, can I watch everybody? Like yeah. Devils, yeah, Knicks. Okay, so they're forcing you into subs- into a subscription because I can't see anyone in their right mind paying ten bucks. You know, yeah. fifteen twenty times. Like what? That doesn't make sense. That's yeah. crazy. They're basically forcing you to have a subscription, though. Mm-hmm. Like a game by game best. isn't an option. Do you think that wow. subscription? model at some point is just going to like not maybe die or like get phased out because it's getting to me it's like ridiculous like if you want to watch sports and shows and movies you have to have like eight different subscriptions if you're just if you're doing it all legally yeah i don't crazy well i think it's going to get worse because bally sports filed for bankruptcy and i think a lot of those teams are going to be like oh we could do it ourselves like let's launch spurs plus and we'll just stream our own games. And it's yeah. it's going to get ugly. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, in my opinion. I think this is just yeah. the first of many. So, tough yeah. scene. Tough scene. Last one, quote of the week. I love good. I love a good quote, and there was four really good ones this week. First of all, we've got Shaq talking about Anthony Edwards, and he said, quote, you have to be great for a long period of time. We all remember Jeremy Lin. What happened to him? That was a really strong quote by Shaq. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is Jeremy Lin. We also had Udonis Haslam, who said, quote, I've been losing sleep at night. This is not how I wanted my last season to go. So Udonis Haslam is very upset about how the Heat are doing. We had Clint Capella, our boy, who said, my goal is the sixth seed. That was a really good quote from Clint Capella, who, if we remember, he also had the card at the beginning of the season that said, make East Finals and, like, second team all defense. So very realistic in his goals. We know that. And the sixth seed may be achievable. And then we also had Kendrick Perkins, not a direct quote, but he admitted to stat padding when he was on the Celtics. He said he had to come clean and that when he was on the Celtics, he was a stat patter. So if there's anything you want to get to in those quotes, go right ahead. Because I feel bad. This is, I mean, he's putting his heart and floor, his heart and soul, like on the floor every night. And, and it's a really tough way for his career to, to end. Um, I would do want to say though, I, I was not aware this was his last year. This was like the first I've heard about him being done yeah. after this year. Farewell tour. Yeah. Was this like, did he say this at the start of the year? I don't think he did. I think he, I think shockingly it went underreported that he was retiring. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I feel bad for him. He deserves better. I do too. There's yeah. so much pressure on him to have like have this successful team too. Yeah. Like it's all kind of on him, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's the guy. Like, you know, the team isn't doing well. Who do they point their finger at? It's you. Yeah. yeah. Who's the guy who's, who's the leader? So, no wonder he can't sleep. 
Yeah, who's heart and soul of the team? And I mean, we all know that answer. It's UD. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. I like that when Dwayne Wade retired, they like put Udonis on the floor with him to be like, all right, like this is a send off to like two of our legends, yeah. and here we are, four years later, <laughs> <laughs> chugging it out. Good for him, man. I know, I know, Anthony Edwards is still a young kid and like a young NBA player, but um. I think it's safe to say his trajectory is a tad bit better than Jeremy Lin's. Um, Jeremy Lin had one good week. Anthony Edwards has had like three really good years. I think, I think this is his third year now. So um, no one wants to say it, but Shaq doesn't actually watch. um, He doesn't actually watch NBA games. Like I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Like I think it's pretty evident with how he talks on the, on the panel that he doesn't actually watch any of these NBA games. Not only can he not pronounce anyone's name, all he really talks about is like he, he always just goes back to like what he does, like he, what, what the walker rooms were like in the NBA, how guys get treated, that sort of stuff. He doesn't really like or and he can give you some in-game analysis but like as to like actual like NBA players and where they're at in their careers and who's good, who's not like he doesn't actually follow any of that stuff. Oh, so I'm, I'm not surprised, but it's still a heat. Cold. He might not have like heard of Anthony Edwards before the question. And he was like, "Oh, like this is the new Lin Sanity, like Edward Sanity, like I, uh, like I don't know yeah. what to say. This guy's just yeah. new on the scene." He's like, "Well, yeah." He's like, "Can him and Wiggins work it out on the T Wolves?" <laughs> it's like, "Well, <laughs> bad news. <laughs> bad news." <laughs> Can him and Wiggins work yeah, it so out? Yeah, Shaq's a bit late, but it doesn't really surprise. Me. They're like this new guy, Anthony Edwards, isn't playing well. He's like, well, when you have Jeff T getting you the ball, like it's it's simple. Yeah. So we'll see <laughs> if he can keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. And you have Pekovic in the post, like it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, tough scene. Well, yeah, we'll be back Monday talking puss and boots. Who knows what else? Whatever else comes up, so that'll be nice. Yeah. March Madness coming up. Oh yes. Very much looking forward to that. Can we get a we gotta get Ethan on the pod, man? Yes, we do. Can we make that work? Yeah, Owen, can you Oh yeah, he'll be there. Okay, come on. So that's I I haven't I haven't I don't know anything right now. Same. So I need I need him to refresh me a little bit here. When's uh selection Sunday? Do we know? Not this Sunday, but the one after. That let's get him right then and there. Let's let's get him that night to break that down. Because we need it. We need him. Yeah. So that's a good plan. We'll lock that in. We'll make sure we can get him, do our brackets, watch Puss in Boots. That's pretty much all we have to do on our checklist right now. Pretty Exactly. This is like the dead of dead zones. But after we do this and get to March Madness, then we'll get round one of the playoffs and the draft, and then it'll be dead again. But mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a brightness coming here. So that's the moral of the story. But yeah, we'll be back Monday. So 10 out of 10. I forgot to say that too. 10. 10. 10. 10. Yeah. And we'll be back Monday. So talk to you guys then. Have a good weekend.